the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that he created us in his own image and sacrificed his only begotten sinless son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, verse 18, and then verses 21 through 25. And there you'll find these words. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. And from this particular passage of scripture, we want to preach the subject, the creation of man woman, and marriage. The creation of man, woman, and marriage. Let's look at verse 7, if you will. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The scripture is very, very clear. The scripture says God created man. Man was not formed by some impersonal force, nor did he evolve from other creatures that had come out of nothing and all that shenanigans. The Lord God of the universe created man like a pot of fashions, clay into a particular shape. God took dust from the earth and formed a man. After man's body was completely shaped into God's desired form from the dust of the ground, it was a lifeless body lying on the ground until God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, which was the very breath of the spirit of God. As a matter of fact, the book of Job says it very succinctly. 
Job chapter 33, verse 4 says, The Spirit of God has made me. Breath of the Almighty gives me life. Man was created to live eternally with God. When man rebelled and fell into sin in the garden, he forfeited the privileges that he was blessed to have. God made Adam an emotional, intellectual, and spiritual soul created in the very image of God, which distinguishes him from the rest of the animal kingdom. Unlike animals, Adam had the ability to freely choose, to freely serve, to freely fellowship with God, to freely worship with God, the true one and only living God. As a matter of fact, scripture says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27a, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Uh, Psalms 95, verse 6, you see a passage on worship there. It says, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. It's absolutely clear there, even from the psalmist, that the Lord is our maker. God made man. We don't care about what man says, what the media says, what the scientist says, what some PhD professor says. That's a bunch of lies. God is our maker. As we can see from these scriptures, God created Adam with the capacity to worship him. And if we don't worship the true and living God, we will worship something other than the true and living God because we were in fact made with the capacity to worship almighty God. Skip down to verse 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. In this particular verse, God said it was not good that man should be alone because nothing in the animal kingdom proved to be fit or comparable for man. Therefore, God said, I will make man, I will make Adam a helper suitable uh, for him. For it says in verses 21 and 22 through 22, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. He put Adam to sleep without anesthesia. He opened him up without having to cut him open. Only God can do this kind of thing, my friend. And then he took took the rib, not 15, not 20. He took the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man. He made into a woman and he brought her, Eve to the man. That's powerful there. A lot of folk want to put out, take out the book of Genesis particularly because they just don't like what it says. The book of Genesis give us our origin. Everything started with Genesis. If you take Genesis out of the Bible, what do you have? Because no suitable uh, companion was found for man. God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and while he slept, God took one of Adam's rib from his own flesh and closed up the flesh in its place and fashioned a woman and brought her to the man. We must be mindful that just because Adam was created first does not make Eve a lesser creature than him. 
One sex is not superior or inferior to the other. For she too was created in the image of God and like Adam exercised dominion over God's creation. The scripture says there, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took the rib and closed the flesh in his place. And look, then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made it to a woman. And I hold this, underline this right here. This is what I want to get to. And brought her to the man. That's significant. He didn't bring man to a man. He didn't bring woman to a woman. He brought her to the man. Underline that it's all over. Marriage is between a man and a woman. United in covenant relationship, holy matrimony, till death do them part. Huh? And just because woman was taken from, from the bone from his side does not make her inferior or none of that stuff. Both exercise dominion in the garden. For Look at the scripture. You, you'll see that the equality. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 through 28, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Now, we live in a day where, where mar- in many marriages, they don't want to multiply. Everybody else is having babies. And the pagans are having more babies than the Christians. And God is calling us to have babies and then teach them and train them and nurture them so that righteousness can be promoted in the land. That's right. But if Christians stop having children, don't want children, only want one child and no more and all that kind of stuff, uh, then you got the Islamic people and religions and all these other religions. They have a whole bunch of folk and they're indoctrinating their children to perpetuate lies on the earth. But being known to you today, it says, be fruitful and what? Multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish and of the sea. That's Shamu. Over the birds of the air. Yeah, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Have dominion. You have rulership over it. Notice also that the rib was taken out of Adam's side which meant that a bone was not taken from his head to rule over him, nor out of his feet to be trampled on by him, but out of his side to be equal with him and to complete Adam. Eve was the only one in creation who was suitable and comparable for Adam. The only one in creation. Only Eve could do what Eve could do. Put Adam to sleep and made Eve. I believe my own, you know, it doesn't say, but just in my own sanctified imagination, uh, I believe he put him to sleep, put him to sleep so that uh, when he wake up, he would say, wow. <laughs> and it would be a whole lifetime trying to figure this woman out. You know, if he hadn't put Adam to sleep, you better watch yourself. I saw God put you together. You know, he'd get beside himself, but he put him to sleep. Could have kept him awake. He said something, something we all not see. <laughs> Eve was the only one in God's creation who was suitable and comparable to Adam. No dog could completely satisfy Adam. I don't care how he likes squirrels and monkeys and all of these things. There's nothing like a woman. 
nothing. There is also another point of consideration. The scripture says at the end of verse 22, and God brought her to the man and not only said this, and I reiterate because it's really worth reiterating, and not another man to the man, a woman to the woman. God created one man and one woman who were male and female. In this verse, God did not create several women for one man, which is polygamy. Inherent in this passage is heterosexual monogamous relationship as a divine pattern for marriage that God established in creation. Oh, how wonderful it is when God sovereignly brings the wife or the husband he has for you to you. Don't miss that now. Did you hear? Oh, how wonderful it is when God sovereignly brings the wife or husband he has for you to you. The inability to wait on the Lord brings disastrous consequences. And a whole lot of people in marriages right now, they wish they had learned how to wait on the Lord. And they got themselves in a whole lot of trouble because somebody was blowing in their ear and telling them some lies. And they believed the lie over waiting on God for the person that God had. You grabbed a non-God person. It's better to wait than to be sorry. Though Adam and Eve were created two equal persons and beings, their functions and purposes in the marriage, in the home, and even in the New Testament church differ. Ephesians 5, 22 through 25, wives submit. Matter of fact, turn there. You need to see that. I know it's on the screen, but some scriptures you need to turn to. There are people that want to rip this part right out of the Bible if it's as if it weren't there. And God knows exactly what he's doing. The word of God is the final authority. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 25, when you find it, say amen. Wives, submit to your own husbands. I mean, everybody needs to have our own. You got your hands full with your own husband. As to the Lord, for the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And then it says in verse 25, he speaks to the husbands. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. In other words, the word head in the passage refers to authority. The word head refers to authority. It doesn't mean the husband is superior and and the wife is inferior because of that headship. No, no. Men and women are equal in the eyes of God. Let's get that absolutely clear. However, God has assigned different roles and functionings in the family. He has said the husband is to be the head of the wife. Now, where's the amens? Now, now we know the world have a problem with it, but I'm just amazed that the church has a problem with it. Sisters, say what you want. Don't ask God to give you a husband until you are ready to submit to his headship and allow him to be your covering. If you're not ready for that, don't do it. If you're not ready to, to submit, the, if you're not ready to submit to the man God gives you, it is better for you to remain 
joyfully single. And just let the Lord be your head. I don't want to be on the headship of men. Don't get married. Don't get married. There's nothing wrong with being joyfully single as unto the Lord. That's right. Nobody's asking you where you're going. You know, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't cook the food right, and waiting around for you to clean up after them, and all that stuff. You know, it's better to be joyfully single. But marriage changes everything. You can't be married wanting to live like you're single. Now, once you're married, your single days are over. You can't just hang out with the girls or hang out with your mama and hang out with your homeboys. Go home and fulfill your responsibilities to your husband, to your wife, and to your children. I want to say something else to the wives about the submission business. Should wives earn the same salary or make more money than your husband, you're still to submit. Just because you make more money, say, well, no, I determine how things go. You look what you make versus what I make. You know, when you make what I make, then you tell me what, what to do. Listen, that is horrible. That is horrible. You're going to put yourself under divine chastening. Never, never say that. You'll crush that man. Don't do that. And nowadays, you got women make more money than men in many instances. And listen, even if you may be more educated wives, even if you have, may have more skills than your husband's wives, you are instructed by God to submit and place yourself under the headship of your husband. Even though you may have more degrees, even you may, you, you may have be more skilled in certain areas, that has nothing to do with this. You are to submit, as the scripture says, submit, and that brings unity and peace in the homes. Now, wives, let me tell you this. You say, well, you sure talking to us? Well, the passage is talking to you. Okay? The passage is talking to you. I'm just delivering the mail. Wives, the only reason for not submitting to your husband is when he asks you to do something that violates Scripture. That's right. If he's asking you to cheat on taxes, if he's asking you to do something that is unethical, if he's asking you to do something with an ill motive, that really goes against scripture, that's where you draw the line because of your love for the Lord. Your love for the Lord ought to transcend your love for your husband. Let me say something else too. Submission means to rank under. It means to rank under. Submission is key to a healthy, well-balanced home. The husband ought to be submitting to God. The wife ought to be submitting to the husband. The children ought to be submitting to the parents. You see, there ought to be submission. And when we get these roles and functioning all confused, you have a chaotic home. You see, so submission is the key to a healthy, well-balanced home. When, when wives submit to the Lord, he, God, will help you to submit to your husband. You say, I don't know how to submit. God will help you to submit. He will teach you how to submit as you draw near to the Savior, as you listen to God and read his word. In verse 25, it says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Husbands should submit to the Lord 
and love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. You ought to love your wife, man. Loving your wife ought to not be an issue. Uh, You ought not be comparing her with anybody else. She is uniquely herself in the Lord. You don't compare her to anybody else. Husbands, God will honor and bless a man that knows how to honor his wife. You're to be an honorable man before your wife. God will bless a husband who knows how to respect his wife and not treat her like dirt and stepping and pouncing on her and crushing her with words. God will bless a husband uh, who will seek to listen to her, listen to her, your wife, from the heart. God will bless a husband, bless a father, bless a man that provides for her. She ought to be made to feel secure because she knows you're going to bring that check, paycheck home and you're not going to have a sideline cuckabine that you're trying to finance. She's expensive enough by herself. That's right. That's right. That's right. When I get through paying all the bills in the house, fulfilling my husbandry duties at the house, man, I'm tired. I don't have time to be hanky-panking around. I just want to go home and be with my family and be satisfied. Now, man, when you don't learn how to go home, you're going to get yourself in a whole lot of trouble. A whole lot of trouble. A lot of men are messed up today because they didn't know how to go home. They lied and lied and deceived. And all of a sudden, it caught up with them. Learn to provide for your wife. Your provisions for her make her feel secure. As a matter of fact, even if she should not work, it's still your responsibility to take care of her. I really believe, I know you'll get quiet on this, I really believe your, your house ought to be run on your husband's salary. You say, what? Do you know what my man makes? <laughs> That's right. Now, I'm not saying a wife can't work, kids are grown, grown, gone, or you know, all these unique situations, or perhaps y'all both agreed to get yourself in so much debt that you have to help him. You know, and if that's the case, then you, you helped him. Y'all got in that mess together. It's going to take both of y'all to get yourself out. But, but your goal is all, ought to be to live on one salary and know how to invest and, and be, be very wise and frugal with what God has blessed you with. Because when you're depending on one or two salaries, when she, what if she get pregnant? And, and then and don't let her be laid up and can't go to work. And you say, you better get up. No. She can't get up. She might lose the baby. She's threatening to lose the baby. You know, these things happen. And so it is better uh, to, that, he said, well, we can't do that now. Well, I understand that. There ought to be a goal. Aim at it. Aim at it. There ought to be a goal. Aim at it. Aim at it. Now, why? Just because I'm saying that, you say, ooh, you hear that? I'm staying myself home. You go to work. <laughs> go get yourself two jobs. Now, that don't mean, and you know, you got some wives, the, the, listen, he, the man worked out there all day, and perhaps you're at home, you, and when he come home, you ought not be saying what we going to eat. You've been home all day. You ought to have the rice, the gravy, the chicken, the collard greens, and everything else cooking. I mean, your hair ought not be all over your head, in your slides, 
And he been looking at all them pretty women all day long. And here you are with rollers in your hair. Fix yourself up, put some lipstick on. All these folk out there, he looking at, and you come home, and you looking like who knows what. Put something on. Put some perfume on. Look good for your husband. Let him know that you his baby. Man, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> oh, God. It's your responsibility, husband, to provide for your wife. It's your responsibility to meet, to minister to her needs. See, guys, just because God says we're the head of the home, headship does not mean dictatorship. I'm trying to teach you this balance as I can. Headship does not mean dictatorship. You see, now you put this, see, you do that right there. You see what it says? Now, you ain't doing that. You, you rebelling against scripture. No, oh, don't, don't, no, don't, don't play that card. Don't play that card. It doesn't mean you have the last word. You know it all. She can't have any input. She doesn't have anything to say and all that. No, you're to hear. You're to come to a consensus. You're to agree in the spirit, disagree in the spirit, know how to let things, weigh things out together and come to a conclusion in the unity of the spirit. Headship is not dictatorship. Headship is not mistreatment of your wife. Headship is not abusing your wife or your children with harsh words and, and a spirit of insensitivity. Apart from submission, there will be confusion in the home. Apart from submission, there will be tension and strife in the home. Submission is God's order for the family. Repeat after me. Submission is God's order for the family. Thank you. In other words, my friends, Satan loves to use selfishness, manipulation, and control to destroy your family. That's what he uses, selfish manipulation and control from either from the husband or the wife and even the children. They know how to manipulate and do things, play one dad against the mom and all that. These kids are smart. They play games and you fall right into their trappings. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Families and friends, join the entire Maranatha Bible Church family for food, fun, prizes, and fellowship at its 2022 Hallelujah Fun Festival on Saturday, October 29th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the Maranatha grounds. Fun activities for all ages include photo booths, ball pits, moon bounces, pony rides, petting zoo, pumpkin hunt, s'mores, cakewalk, and so much more. See you on the 29th at 11 a.m. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.